Okay, John, before we put this one on the air, I, I want to let our listeners know something. Uh, in order to interview the governor of the state of Vermont, you have to go through a gauntlet of security. Uh, that's not hard to understand. What may be hard to understand is the fact that we almost didn't get in there because John uh, decided to get playful with the security guards at the elevator. It wasn't that I was playful. All I was doing is just testing the systems. I want to make sure the place is safe. So I was asking some questions. Test out the elevator system. What's the big deal, Mark? Well, all I know is you were on camera at the state house making faces at the security guards in the camera. I'm the sure elevator. that they have a 48-hour loop and it's all gone by now. Inappropriate. Let's just get it going. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. So here we are with Vermont's governor, Phil Scott. Uh, afternoon, governor. Oh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, governor. Good afternoon. So uh, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and, you know, prior to becoming governor, uh, we know you have a little bit of history in uh, working with motorcycles. We'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, I've always had a fondness for, for motorcycles. I had, uh, you know, our first motorcycle when I was growing up in, in Barrie. Uh, it wasn't really a motorcycle. It was a minibike. And we just wore out, wore out a path around our house. I drove the neighbors uh, crazy. It was a rup. Uh, five horsepower. We then we increased that, of course, because we blew the engine, uh, and we had to increase that to I think a seventy seven and a half horse uh, Tecumseh. Uh, but we uh, we modified it enough uh, so we could keep it going and bought a new engine, uh, more more horsepower, you know, and uh, we we progressed from there. Had a number of different motorcycles uh, throughout the years, uh, both uh, dirt bikes, uh, street bikes, and so forth, and um, that's where I got my start, and then. Going to, to college, I, I wanted to be a, a tech ed teacher. And so I um, was going to UVM, uh, needed a second job to, to pay for that uh, college tuition. Uh, so I worked at a, a shop in, in uh, Montpelier, uh, Kawasaki dealer, as a mechanic. And I worked there until I became service manager, worked there on summers. And we did all kinds of things with both uh, motorcycles and and. Uh, um, out, uh, outboard motors and so forth. So anything with uh, small engines and, and then uh, motorcycles, anything with wheels was something I was interested in. Fascinating. I wonder, as I listen to you talk about motorcycles in your early day, if there's any correlation between your current uh, uh, day gig, if you will, uh, and wondering if there's <clears throat> any similarities between governing a state and riding a motorcycle. Well, I'll tell you, there's some, some policy issues that uh, gave me the foundation for doing uh, what I'm doing today. And that revolved around a motorcycle shop. I, uh, as I said, I was going to be a tech ed teacher, uh, graduated from UVM, received my uh, certification, did my student teaching, and then decided, I'm not sure that I want to do this. I want to be in business instead. So I had a motorcycle shop that I started in, in Morrisville. And it was uh, pretty much a one-man band. Uh, had another uh, student uh, at the vocational center that worked for me, uh, but myself and you know a couple of buddies would uh, would come over and help me out when uh, when it was uh, when it was really hopping. Uh, but uh, then I wanted to progress. I was going to to uh, build a new shop and and uh, get a franchise and so forth and so on. So I made a deal with a guy named uh, Howard Manash up in Morrisville, and um, he had a piece of land. 
and he said, uh, you can build here, we'll fix, uh, we'll figure out the lease, uh, but you, and I'll supply the materials, but you're going to have to build this. So I did, I, uh, I designed uh, and built uh, this shop, received all my permits or what I thought uh, I was receiving, uh, all my water and sewer and local permits and zoning permits and so forth. And I was only 24 years old at the time and uh, built this, this place. Uh, nights and weekends, I was, uh, I was actually a, a driving fuel truck uh, during the day uh, to try and supplement uh, while I built the shop uh, again nights and weekends. I was 95% complete, uh, ready to open up the doors. And uh, then I received a cease and desist order from the state of Vermont <laughs> saying that I didn't receive a, an environmental permit uh, that I needed, an Act 250 permit. And I didn't even know what an Act 250 permit was at that point, um, but I knew that I was, uh, I was done. So I went to work uh, working for a, a construction company while I was trying to get the permit. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait any longer. I had a family to support, uh, so I uh, went to work uh, in construction, and then I had an opportunity to go back to uh, the family construction business and buy that. Um, so I did that instead. So that was the end of my motorcycle career. But uh, but again, when I was at uh, when I was at the motorcycle dealer in Montpelier, um, I had uh, I did some drag racing uh, one year up at uh, Naperville. I did that for the summer. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty interesting, and again had uh, did a little bit of uh, dirt bike racing as well, and um, just always had a fondness for that. In fact, I had a, when I was a kid, uh, I uh, in high school I had a 250 OSA, and so we uh, we built a, a track across uh, the road from where I lived, and uh, and we uh, we had a course set up. So I had a friend of mine over, and uh, maybe a common friend uh, with you, John, but uh, a guy named Dick Wabi uh, came over. He was, He's uh, no common friend of mine. Okay, well, I'm, yes. I'm sorry, but he says he knows you. Uh, so he was. Uh, we went to high school together. So he was a big track star at the time. He was a jock. He was into. He was on the. And he was on the football team, the basketball team, the track team, and he was. Uh, he came over, but he always had an interest in everything that I was doing because I was the gearhead. I had all the fun things, the snowmobiles, the motorcycles, the cars, and so forth. So, and I was into uh, stock cars at that point too. So he came over and he wanted to ride my 250 Osa. And I said, sure. I said, just go out there. There's a course set up. He says, anywhere, can I go anywhere out there? And I said, you can go anywhere you want out there. This is pretty safe. It's not a, there's not a rock or boulder or anything out there. It's just all field. So he went uh, tearing out across the field and hit the only rock that was in the, uh, the whole field and went uh, right up over the handlebars and down and uh, broke his collarbone. Now, he was, going, he was supposed to uh, be in the state tournament that, uh, the next day, uh, and he held the record for the 100-yard dash or whatever it was, and uh, he had to have his mom come pick him up. And that was the end of his uh, dirt bike uh, days as well. So... Uh, fond memories there, uh, actually. So uh, since then, uh, again, I've, I've have motorcycles myself. Have still have an affection uh, for them. Have more motorcycles than I have time to ride. Mm -hmm. But uh, but again, I always had an interest in them. And what do you What do you have for motorcycles now? I've got uh, I've got uh, let's see, uh, four, five, six of them, pretty much. I've got this. I'll start with the oldest first. I have a 1941. Indian 
that is uh, military, World War II. My dad was a World War II vet uh, in the D-Day invasion, uh, was severely injured. Uh, he was a tank operator and uh, was uh, severely injured, uh, both legs amputated, spent two years in Walter Reed Hospital before coming back uh, to Vermont. And uh, so I've always, uh, again, had a tremendous amount of respect for the greatest generation, uh, those uh, that uh, went to, to fight for, uh, for us in, uh, in World War II. And so uh, I've, again, uh, because of that, I, I sought out this uh, 41 Indian, which is a pretty cool bike. Uh, it's got the scabbard uh, and so forth, and it's just the, but foot clutch, you know, uh, hand shift. It's pretty interesting to ride. I've got a 1943 uh, BSA as well, uh, World War II uh, as well. Uh, so I've got a kind of a collection there. I've got a 98 Fat Boy uh, that I really like a lot. Uh, it's something that's uh, it's, uh, it's a good, it's, it's good uh, attention getter in some respects because I have the number one plate on there now, uh, the governor's plate. So that draws uh, some attention. I've got a uh, 2000, 2005 uh, uh, Triumph Thunderbird. I had a Triumph in high school. Uh, I chopped it in high school. I was in the, I was in the vocational trades uh, program, so I was in the machine shop program. So I used to build a lot of parts for other people, and, and uh, so I took this. I had a 66 uh, Triumph Tiger, and I, uh, I chopped that and uh, built a I built a chopper, and so I had a lot of parts that I was uh, building for that, and friends of mine as well. So, um, so I wanted to get a Triumph, so I've got this uh, Triumph as well. Uh, my wife uh, has a um, Softail Standard uh, that uh, is kind of a neat bike as well. That's a 2004 or five, and I've got a. Uh, let's see, I've just bought a. My daughter wants to start riding, so I, I bought her a Honda Rebel, a used one, just so she could get used to riding. So I've got that as well. Fantastic. Yeah. It's a great fleet. It, yeah. Again, I mm. uh, have more motorcycles than I have time to ride, so mm. uh, unfortunately. But they, uh, they're sitting there in the garage uh, waiting waiting for me to get done this gig so I can go out there and, and do have some fun. Is that the plan? <laughs> get done this gig yeah <laughs> at to, some to ride point. these motorcycles yes, yes. Uh, and actually enjoy life a little bit so so how does that work now when you want to ride one of these motorcycles now you have a security yeah detail. it's a little bit different uh, uh, obviously uh, they don't there's two things they did to me when I became governor they took my car keys away and they took away my scheduling privileges so uh, I can't do a lot of either uh, I get driven around a lot, uh, but when I want to ride, uh, they uh, especially if it's a coordinated ride or a parade or some something of that nature, then I just do that, and they have to follow me around with a with a vehicle. You so. ever try to shake them? You know, like burn out, leave them out. <laughs> that would that would just be child's play. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be hard at all. And Governor, you did something nice for for a, um, a Vermont group with a motorcycle uh, to help help. Uh, jumpstart their um, fundraising. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, again, uh, I've had a deep amount of respect for anyone who served their country. Uh, again, I'm always in awe of, of those who run towards a problem rather than away. And uh, the, our veterans are, are some uh, who've done that. Uh, again, we owe them a debt of gratitude that we'll never, ever uh, be able to repay. 
So I've gotten uh, uh, close to a, a group of uh, combat vets, and they, and they ride. And so I've done a number of events with them over the years. And in fact, I have a, a challenge coin that I keep in my pocket um, because a challenge coin, if you if you don't know this, but if you don't, if they ask you, if you give you a challenge coin and you don't uh, produce it, then you have to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to buy a round of drinks for everyone. So I make sure because they can drink a lot. I make sure that I keep this coin with me every single day. So I've done this for a number of years. So after uh, being elected uh, governor, uh, we uh, we decided that we were going to have a celebration, a gala, uh, invite uh, uh, as many people as wanted as wanted to come uh, to this event. And we uh, decided that I everything for me revolved around the veterans and and the military. So. I, uh, I asked the National Guard if we could have uh, the event at their facility, and uh, they did. They allowed us to, to have it in one of their hangars, their helicopter hangar, as a matter of fact, uh, in, uh, in Burlington. And we had uh, about 1,500 people who attended that. It were probably, probably the only gala, uh, the governor's gala in the country, where they uh, had a Black Hawk helicopter as the centerpiece uh, wow. there at the event. Um, but we, as a result, uh, we raised uh, a significant amount of money, and uh, and I said that uh, any money that we uh, we received, we were going to give to to veterans and uh, their causes and those who serve in the military. So one of them, I, with the National Guard, uh, was able to give them. We raised uh, over two hundred thousand uh, dollars from the event. So we gave uh, gave seventy five thousand to the Vermont National Guard Family Fund. Uh, so that they could help out uh, those uh, the families who were in need when uh, their uh, their guard members were deployed uh, for anything you know if it's a furnace that goes down or a roof that blows off or whatever whatever they need uh, this fund is there to help uh, the families uh, in that uh, in that time period the other I decided to uh, challenge the uh, combat vets a bit so I said uh, you know, I'm going to give you what I want to do is I want to give you, uh, I want to give you a motorcycle, and uh, and I want you to raffle this motorcycle off. There's three different chapters in Vermont, and I said, but you're going to have to work together on this, and I want you to. I'm going to take him and, and give you this motor, buy it, give you this motorcycle, and uh, you just sell the raffle tickets, uh, but. Uh, but I want you to, to do it, and then you can you can use the money uh, for whatever uh, you see fit, and uh, and it's perpetual in some respects because I want you to keep enough money from it so you can buy another motorcycle and raffle it off next year. Uh, and uh, to date, uh, we bought uh, we bought that one from Wilkins, uh, and uh, and uh, it's a it's a cool bike. It's a replica. Uh, you know, it looks a little bit like uh, those. Uh, those WLAs uh, mm-hmm. the, that I'm so fond of, and uh, so they got the star. They're olive green. They have a star on the side, and uh, and it's been it's a really cool bike. I wish I could win it because uh, <laughs> it would be a it'd be a nice addition to my fleet that I don't ride. Uh, but they've uh, I think they've pretty much sold all their tickets uh, way ahead of schedule, and so uh, they're going to be having the drawing soon. And they'll be able to use uh, again. They'll be able to use that money to buy another one, and then raise. They keep raising this money to help uh, veterans uh, who are in need. Uh, they're down on their luck, and uh, these are the folks. Uh, again, the combat vets are the folks that uh, 
really boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, they're right on the front lines. And uh, so, again, tremendous amount of respect for that. What a thoughtful thing to do. Mm -hmm. We appreciate Indeed. that very, very much. As we were walking over to see you today, Governor, we were walking across the State House lawn, and anybody who does that today notices the top of the Capitol Dome missing the Goddess of Agriculture series. And uh, I pointed it out to John, and John is a Vermonter, and I'm a Flatlander. And I, I pointed there, and I, he, he, he said, well, it kind of looks good without it. And I, I said, did, do you know who was up there? And the Vermonter did not know oh, no, that I'm it kidding. was Ceres, yeah. uh, the goddess well, of agriculture. I didn't agriculture. know the name, Mark. I didn't know the name. Well, yeah, but you didn't know it was the goddess of agriculture either. Yeah. Well, I think I saw that on WCAX. Oh, okay. Well, so, so anyway, John's suggestion was... We did, we did agree that this wasn't going to be a political discussion. We were no, talking about motorcycles. We, well, we are, and this is leading to a motorcycle discussion. It doesn't sound like it is. Well, I know, but hear me out. Uh, so, so John thought that, well, he has a couple suggestions for things that you can put on top of the state house so it doesn't look so naked. Okay. And the sure. first was is that he thought we could mount a Harley-Davidson Bar and Shield uh, award up there. so that Just a Bar and Shield. Just a big Not Bar and award, Shield. Not the award, a Bar and Shield well, would look kind shield. of cool up there. Um, or a fat boy would look good mounted on top of the, the gold dome. A replica of your fat boy. Your fat boy. So, so let me get this straight john is willing to donate a fat boy a new fat boy uh, yes. to the state of vermont yes to put on the yes. state absolutely house. i am state house is there a Don't. way that we could get the paperwork rolling right as we is, is perform like, this podcast I'm trying to think is there like a goddess of motorcycles do you know do well there's a god of motorcycles in our community we could we could put no, a statue we do. of willie g up there we go goddess i think how do how do the executive orders work here I mean, we could technically, we probably could do this. I could we? Could. We could. Well, uh, you know, it's the people's house. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really under my control. Okay. I mean, uh, this is a this is a state house mm. where everyone is invited in. It's not really anybody's. Uh, it's the people's house. This sounds like a political response. What about uh, like Governor Scott Walker? I bet he would do this. He might. He, I'm sure he would put a motorcycle on our. We see it as a community service just so that the dome is not unadorned for a long period of time. It deserves a pinnacle of some kind. Well, what better than a fat boy? I have to say, I mean, Scott Walker, of course, uh, he rides as well. He we, does. We talk a lot about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I was out at the, the Harley Museum. In fact, we had a uh, when I was lieutenant governor, we had an event there. Uh, so he came and spoke at that when he was governor. I was lieutenant governor. And we've, we've talked about having uh, some sort of ride uh, together. But uh, the piece that's really missing is here. I think they have a factory there, don't they? And, yeah. 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 Yeah, they I mean, have a factory. Kind of but but I already told you that I would donate it's like the goat a fat goddess, boy. goddess of agriculture. I see. The, the goddess of Harley Davidson. Uh, yeah, I is, see a it's a little bit different. Maybe maybe talk I mean, it I over. I can see, like in Michigan, I, I can see having a car on top of uh, their state house yeah. because, you know, the goddess of cars, uh, automobile in Michigan. I mean, that's so. I'm, along, trying, I'm trying to find a connection. Well, here. along along the same thinking that it would be like uh, like like a, a maple tree or a maple syrup, like a jug of maple syrup yeah. would be on top of yeah, the state house based on the governor's thinking. That's yeah. That's well, the, I think you're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know we're. We are uh, tree huggers here, and if we have a maple tree on top of the state house, I don't think that would be out of line in no. that sense. Maybe no. carved to look like a goddess right. of agriculture. So, John, I think you've got to go back to the Serious. table. 
I think John has got to go back to the table. I think you're right. Well, may, was... maybe they, maybe uh, the governor's people can think about this a little bit. Well, I'll have my people look into this. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mark, do you have an additional question? I mean, I feel I, like we should just move along from I this. Do. I do. I feeling I, yeah. like it's not going anywhere. It's not going where we would like it to go well, or where I'd like it to go. It's not serving your agenda. Well, listen, wait, can I add one thing, though? I mean, back, um, you like this, and I probably have the picture here somewhere. Maybe you have that. But, you know, long before the state police uh, here in this state, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicle was the uh, enforcement agency. And they had, um, I bet, I've got a picture, and, and it's somewhere somewhere in the state house, somewhere, I think, I believe. But th there's like 18 or 20 uh, Harleys, uh, and they all rode Harleys, uh, hmm. DMV. That was their fleet. So maybe you could donate... 1824 Harleys for the fleet so we could have DMV outfitted with motorcycles well, again to bring back the past. If I mean, that, that I'll, might, I will start with the first right one. In, the right, first one. Right in front of this picture, right in front of the state house, and we could have another one. We will start the the uh, the first one. We'll donate the first one off the line here. If, if you're committing to 18 to 24, we will donate the first one. Well, I appreciate that I, very much, you, you Governor. Know, that was very nice of you. Now that I'm thinking about this. What I think they did was I think they owned them individually even then. So if you gave me one, I could start with that, and maybe we could build out the fleet from there. Does Governor Scott Walker have a fleet of I motorcycles? You know, I'm not sure. I think I'd put a call into him and see how he's doing that. Where is he getting the funding for that? And maybe, well, maybe we could just replicate that. Maybe because they have a factory there, maybe they just... What's another one or two cents on the tax rate? Oh, that's a lot. Oh, okay, we don't, now, listen, uh, no taxes and fees. No <laughs> increased taxes and fees. We promise no po politics, Mark. And uh, look where you've gone um, with this. I'm sorry it's gone in this direction. So, Governor, I'm going to change directions a touch. And I, you know, you're one of the more interesting governors uh, wow. in, 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 in Vermont, in, in uh, <laughs> the United States, uh, in, in that uh, you're, a, uh, you're a race car driver. And you have been for many, many years up to Thunder Road there. And so I'm wondering a couple things. Number one. Do you um, do you have any aspirations of uh, getting off uh, the the small circular track onto Formula One or perhaps drag racing? <laughs> have you thought about like escalating uh, your your That's racing career? From from my perspective, that wouldn't be um, that wouldn't be escalating. I see. You know, that might be a step back because I think stock car racing is is first and foremost uh, the. That is the but pinnacle. That's the most complex, racing. he's saying. Really? Well, most technically complex. Even more than Formula One? Well, Formula One, I mean, you're just pushing buttons here. Mm. You know, they're pretty, pretty much, sure there's a steering wheel. They pretty much drive themselves. You know, they just bang that into the computers and all that kind I of thing. I don't think like Mario Andretti is going to like. Well, yeah, Mar each track. Mar that, that was different. Back a while when Mario <laughs> was driving, uh, that's when, you know, drivers are drivers. And I'm not sure... The same thing. I mean, how many Formula One drivers have been successful other than Mario? He did He did a stint in NASCAR and, and uh, some stock car racing. But even then, I mean, that was tough. You know, it's hmm. different. Well, I'm not going to argue that Thunder Road is probably the top of the heap. So, But I do have one more question about Thunder Road. You know, I, I watched the NASCAR and I noticed a, a lot of road rage going on these days in the on these big tracks and you know drivers getting out and being kind of upset with each other and I'm wondering if you've ever experienced road rage at Thunder Road and 
had to control yourself being the governor and all. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've always been uh, measured uh, in some respects, but uh, there is a lot of emotion uh, in stock car racing uh, in in any racing probably. But um, you know, I've done a lot of racing over the last thirty years, all throughout the Northeast and and up in Canada. So you have your moments, uh, and uh, but you kind of settle it there on the track. And and I've always uh, contended that in politics or racing or business, uh, you treat others the way uh, you want to be treated. But if you don't get treated the way you want to be treated, then you you know have to take take measures. Take so, matters into your own hands. Sometimes is what you I have say. to. Yeah, sometimes. You know. Do you think if John Lyon had a stock harp at Thunder Road that you could take him? Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't think he don't wants know. to entertain that what if scenario. I'm. He's a win by any means kind of guy. Yes, know? that's yeah. true. I've seen those folks. They kind of flame out. Well, we are approaching uh, 25 minutes. Governor, is there anything that maybe you want to uh, toss into our podcast that you think is important for our listeners to hear or? Uh, that you would like to... Uh, other than what we've talked about for the last 25 minutes, I can't imagine there's anything <laughs> more important than the series, The Goddess of Agriculture, or anything else of that nature. I mean, we've, we've covered the gamut, I, yes, I believe. Yes, we certainly have. Uh, Mark, do you have any other questions for the governor? I mean, I know you had a whole... You, you spent two days at work preparing for this. Well, yes, this is, this is our most significant guest to date, uh, and I'm feeling as though... Um, uh, he's been a little evasive, but I'll I'll take him I'll take him for where he at. You know, do you? I guess I do have one question. Do you? Do you ever resolve any complicated sort of governmental issues riding your motorcycle? A lot of people find a zen zone when they're riding, and I'm we wondering. We talk about that a lot. The zen. Do, the zen zone. The zen of riding, and I get some great thinking done. And I'm wondering if if you are able to resolve things or come to conclusions on your bike. Yeah, well, it do, it is uh, it is peaceful, uh, and it is something you can do alone without a lot of people uh, there surrounding you, telling you what to do. So I uh, do appreciate the, those moments. Uh, they're few and far between. Uh, this is uh, this position uh, requires you to be 24/7, and uh, so I'm looking forward uh, to the time when, after I've done my final stint of uh, public service, where I can go to. To, uh, to riding again uh, because I, I do appreciate some some of those moments when uh, when you get to, to reflect and, and do some thinking and uh, and just enjoy the road and and uh, don't get to do that enough these days fair enough John thank you we appreciate it very yes, much thank governor you very thank much, you for governor. taking the time today it was a it was a great visit yes, it was. well thank you very much for having me on thanks for listening to the behind the bars podcast sponsored by Wilkins Harley Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.